1: Life's never felt so expensive, and most people are cautious about spending. But IKEA's always been the smart choice for creating beautiful homes on a budget. Right now, IKEA family members can save even more with an extra 5% in-store on eligible purchases. Visit ikea-usa.com family for more details offer valid starting september 1st 2022 limited to qualifying purchases exclusion supply not valid on services discount applied in-store only before tax shipping and handling cannot be combined with
0: coupons it's winter time when temperatures go down the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them so don't risk a costly replacement Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit slash sign up to learn more.
1: Welcome to No Filler. I'm Quentin. And I'm Travis. And on this month's what you heard we're kicking things off with creative jealousy, a song by Honeyglaze off their brand new self-titled.
2: Nothing seems to come to me naturally but Still I try still I try endlessly Feeling of constant inadequacy
3: That was great. That was the first time I heard that.
1: It's fantastic, man. This is like, it's just a perfect pop record. You know, it's folky. It's mm-hmm. playful at times. Like, I love the way she sings. It, it Sometimes it's kind of uh, like a sing-songy talking, you know?
3: Yeah. I, yeah. I always appreciate that when it's done right. You know, and like, you know, we, we talked about um, the band, what are they called? Dry Cleaner. Right. Like the kind of like that to the extreme, right? That the sing song like t- not even sing song, like you're literally just spoken word type deal, right? But I like it when bands, or singers like like uh, this singer, incorporates it into the singing style. It just makes things interesting, you know. keeps you keeps you uh, keeps you hooked. It sort of helps with the storytelling too, right? Whatever whatever the song is about.
1: Yeah, and this is dude. This album is just chock full of great storytelling, and that's kind of like like their whole thing. They call themselves a haiku-loving trio. <laughs> hmm. So it's vocalist and guitarist Anuska sokolo, bassist Tim Curtis, and Yuri Shib- Shibuichi. Sh- Shibuichi. Shibuichi? Uh, Shibuichi? Yeah, on drums.
3: Love me a good three-piece, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Just came out at the, at the end of April, and, dude, it's, it's my favorite album right now of the year, hands down.
3: This is a great time for for indie bands you know indie music and a great time for the grunge resurgence you know and the dream pop bands leaning more toward the shoegaze side of the coin right so like this is a good time for rock man which it's been a while since i've been like hopeful and like excited about the rock music landscape and i feel like we're finally in a place where we have like really good guitar driven rock bands again you know
1: and really good singer songwriters. Yes. And, you exactly. know, like proper bands, right? Like yeah, proper we're bands. We're back, dude. Yeah, dude.
3: We're back. Because I feel like the last time this this really was happening and and there was like a scene around it was was the 2010s, you know, when we were covering all the indie indie bands and, and like um, and whatnot. And then, of course, you had alongside it the, uh, the chill wave stuff and then all that, which was there's a little bit of both. But like now it feels like we're, we're swinging a little bit further back toward proper you know proper bands like you said
1: yeah dude so yeah give this album a listen it's the self-titled It's their it's their uh debut full length Honeyglaze is the band that song was called creative jealousy and this is our what you heard episode for july dude our monthly mixtape as we like to call it where we each bring five songs to the table just songs we've been listening to in between recordings
3: In between the last What You Heard recording. Yeah. So this is like what we've been listening to for the month of July. Like what what are the songs that like have kind of been on heavy repeat, you know, the bands that we've been really impressed with. And uh, yeah, always a good time. And, you know, as proper twins, you know, we like to take turns, you know. So I went first last month, which means we're going to get to hear another song from UQ to kick us off. That's right. So why don't we just dive right in? But you know what? Let's take a quick break first, and then we'll come back
1: and listen to our first track. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. Good news is therapy does work. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be, really. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and you would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work. Not dealing well with stress. Whatever it is you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal
3: human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start
1: communicating with your therapists in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And we've got a special offer for No Filler listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at BetterHelp.com slash No Filler. That's BetterHelp.com slash no filler
3: thanks again to better help for sponsoring this episode all right q how are we going to start things off this is this is the uh this is the pace car or whatever you know like you got to set the set the mood and the tone so what do you got for us
1: oh i just sorry dude i just got distracted because i just saw fiddlehead you remember that band i do They they have a playlist called fiddlehead inspiration so i'm giving that a like Anyway, sorry, that distracted me.
3: Dude, that song, uh, Joy Joy Boy.
1: Joy Boy, yeah, dude. Man, I love that song. I know, man. So apparently this band, they're called Loop, is featured on that Fiddlehead inspiration playlist. So Ooh. I stumbled upon this band. Um, it was kind of a, if you like this band, check these guys out. Mm-hmm. And this was for um, Band of Susan's. So the album I heard is called A Gilded Eternity. It came out in 89. Mm, okay. Um, so, yeah, these guys have, I think the, the bulk of their career was really in the in the 80s. Um, so, yeah, they were formed in London in 86. Um, and, dude, yeah, this is just another great guitar-driven rock band. And I love his vocals. I just love everything about this band, dude. You're going to love this shit, man. You are going to jump right on this album, I have a feeling. All right, so here we go. This is a track by Loop off of their 1989 album, A Gilded Eternity. This song is called Afterglow.
3: I love hearing bands at the end of the '80s that sort of hint at what's right around the corner, you know. Yes. And I and I feel like that that song, you know, is totally like a precursor to to grunge and the, and the heavier alt rock type stuff.
1: Yeah, dude, very much like King's X. You remember that band I brought to the yeah. table?
3: Yeah. Right.
1: Um. Yeah, they're just right at the cusp of. Like that, yeah. The the tail end of, eighties rock, like the hair bands, right?
3: Well, like you said about Band of Susans, like that article or whatever was talking about how rock was starting to become liberated, right? Right. Like this was it. This was the start of it, right? Like when exactly
1: they're breaking they were free from from the arena yeah rock and all that crap, breaking
3: free of the the template. So yeah, that's awesome, dude. I mean, if if the rest of the records like that,
1: it's just like it, dude. Oh, what man. I like about this record, um. It is very repetitive, and you know how we feel about that. I'm no fine Killer. with
3: that. I'm fine with repetition.
1: Like we were talking about with Pink Shiny Ultra Blast, they allow for you to just kind of hang out in this vibe that they are creating for a while, you know, before kind of transitioning to the next part of the song. A lot of it is instrumental, you know, with with like sprinkled in lyrics. Uh, there's some songs in here that are straight up instrumental, just really great uh, really unique guitar riffs. And, uh, dude, actually, the track one, man, he sounds to me, and you're going to have to let me know what you think when you give this a listen. He has this Michael Stipe vibe at times, the way mm. he sings, which is really what, like, you know, track one, that's what, what really intrigued me.
3: That's interesting. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, it just makes you wonder if they were influenced by, by him or not. Or, yeah. Know, or if it was just something that I picked up on.
3: Well, I mean, dude, R.E.M. was... was- well into their into the into their uh discography at this point, you know.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
3: Of course they hadn't bl- blown up to the extent that they soon would, but I mean like they were they were making rounds and stuff. College radio circuits and whatnot. So yeah, it's very possible that they were influenced by REM.
1: Alright man, so that was Loop. The song was Afterglow. And I'm passing it on to you, brother. What do you got?
3: Okay. I'm gonna start us off with a somewhat newer track by Built to Spill, who we did an episode on them. They're a really well-known, kind of beloved uh alt-rock group, indie rock group, that's been around since 92. And they have some new material that they're putting out soon. Um And so they've sort of released a few singles just to kind of get us excited.
1: Didn't you bring a song in there that was actually a cover? Yes. Of... um Man, what's the name of that guy, dude? Yeah,
3: yeah, the guy who did the artwork um, that everybody knows in in Austin. The guy
1: who did the artwork, man. Uh, Daniel Johnston.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, in that sense, it's not like they haven't given us brand new material since their last record, uh, Built to Spill. But, like, their last full-length record came out in 2015. So it's been a while since they put out a full-length record. That record that you were talking about is called Built to Spill plays the songs of Daniel Johnston. Like, it's just kind of, <laughs> just kind of spell it out for you. But yeah, that was 2020. So we did get some new songs in that sense. But this is new Built to Spill material, right? So this is, this is great, man, because um, I will definitely be listening to this record. It's going to come out in September of this year. So, if, you know, a couple months to go. But I am going to play one of the singles that they've put out. And here we go. the song is called understood.
1: Guy. It's so unique.
3: Yeah, very unique voice. And I've always loved their lyrics, man. I love his I don't, just his way to, to to like turn a phrase and like put out these these songs with like themes that that make you think, man. And this is one of those uh, one of those examples for sure of that. Like uh I don't know if you were picking up on the lyrics, but um it says here, um the deaf hear, the blind see. Just different things than you and me. The deaf can hear, the blind can see. That's what I've been told, and that's what I believe. But really, I don't know. I just like that.
1: Yeah, it's great, dude.
3: You know, like the, the the deaf, the deaf can hear, and the blind can see. They just see things other than differently than you and me. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's just kind of like some of those like things that seem like uh, the opposite of, of of expectations or whatever. Like you know, the deaf can't here right but that's just by our own like understanding of what of what hearing is right but anyway um i've always loved the way that they that 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 this band um how they craft and shape songs you know the song structures are always interesting you kind of heard uh you know kind of how they they changed uh you know the song a little bit before the chorus hits um but yeah it's just cool man and this is this is their this is kind of interesting. This is their first release under Sub Pop. So, you know, this band's been around since 92 and you know, this so this is their 30th year as a band and they had been on Warner Brothers for for quite a bit and either they just left or maybe that their contract was up or whatever, but they were just recently in 2021 signed to Sub Pop, which is pretty cool, you know what I mean like to be a band that's been around for this long. And you go from Warner Brothers to probably a, a label that I bet you they're more excited to be on Sub Pop than, than they were to be on Warner Brothers.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. And they're coming in as like
3: veterans forefather.
1: Dude. Dude, yeah, veterans, yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So anyway. Well, I, I've never given them a fair shake. I feel like – did we cover – Keep It Like a Secret. Did we do that as an yeah, episode? Yeah.
3: I mentioned earlier. Okay. Yeah, we did an episode. Okay. We did an episode also. on Keep It Like a Secret. Um, uh, you know, I would say of of the records that I've really listened to, Keep It Like a Secret, obviously. Uh, there Is No Enemy is another good one. Came out in 2009. And then Untethered Moon is the last record. So I'm familiar with kind of their newer stuff. But like I said, they've been around for a while. So they've got probably close to 10 records at this point. So anyway, check out uh, some of those new singles that have come out and then be on the lookout for the brand new record. It's going to come out September 9th of this year called When the Wind Forgets Your Name. All right, Q, I'm going to pass it back to
1: you. What do you got? All right, dude. So this is a Australian multi-instrumentalist. His name is Nick Sowersby. He goes by Sunbeam Sound Machine. And uh, I heard one of his songs off of an album called Goodness Gracious that came out in 2019. And I fell in love with it, dude, immediately. This guy, basically, so he, he started making music around 2013. So right in the thick of really the chill wave, dream pop movement, resurgence, whatever you want to call it, of the 2010s. And he's just been making music like that ever since. This album is just straight up, like, just good, chill-wave vibes. I'm always down for those kind of vibes, dude. Yeah, dude, he does it really, really well. Uh, But I was actually shocked when I I found out this album just came out a few years ago. So uh, this album is called Goodness Gracious. Again, it came out in 2019. And I'm going to play track five off the record. This song is called Seems Like You've Made Up Your Mind we mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that is like the the sound that I associate with the twenty tens. You know, twenty tens like bedroom pop.
1: It's just a, it's a warm blanket, dude.
3: Yeah, that's that is like that is the indie sound of the twenty tens, right there. Perfectly. Yes, yeah.
1: Uh, his voice, like everything about that. And you know, uh, in keeping with the tradition of a lot of those artists back then, this is a self produced album, written, recorded, and mixed by Sowersby in his home studio, just like you know, washed out and. Toro y Moi, they were all doing that back then. That was kind of when DIY Bedroom Pop took off. Yeah, totally. But yeah, dude, I, I like this uh, this description here of, of this album. It says, um, so he has one other full-length album. It's called Wanderers, which I haven't listened to, but apparently it's a bit different than this. It says here, Goodness Gracious trades in Wanderers' experimental headphone psychedelia for something at once more intimate and expansive, full to the brim with chiming guitars, glittering loops, and warped cinematic strings. That's it, dude. That's the sound. Chiming guitars. Glittering loops. But yeah, dude, he he freaking he nailed it with this album. I lo- the whole album's great. It's in that vein, you know, brings those kind of vibes. And it's a short and sweet little record, dude. I, I highly recommend it. Good stuff. Again, that was Sunbeam Sound Machine. The song was called Seems Like You've Made Up Your Mind uh, off of the album. Goodness gracious. So I'm going to pass it back to you, brother. What you got? What you been hurting?
3: All right. Well, this is a band, Q, that you're very familiar with. So you may actually know the song. But um, uh, we mentioned this last week. We talked about, I think it was last week. Yeah, it was last week. Because uh, one of my picks for our top 100 tracks of the last decade uh, was a Pink Shiny Ultra Blast song, right? Well, the very first song on that playlist is a song by this band, and this was your pick, Q. Band called Holy Wave. Holy Wave. And you got a song up theirs called Western Playland.
1: Hold up, dude. Is this one of those psychedelic bands? Uh, Yeah, I would say so, especially from the song I'm playing. Uh, oh, yeah, dude. Oh, I haven't really listened to any of their stuff in a while, but yeah, dude, I love this stuff. That was, dude, I, I got into them when I was, you remember... Oh, I remember. I think it was in like the first, <laughs> the first year that we started the, the podcast. <laughs> right. That was all I was listening to was that 70s psych rock style, like from contemporary artists. You know, right? Well, this, yeah, this song definitely is an example
3: of of that from these guys. But this is a newer, a newer track for them. So you know, they've continued to put out music uh, probably since the last time you tuned into them. So this is a including a new single that they put out this year. So they might have some new new material coming out soon. So I actually haven't listened to any of their new stuff, so. Okay. Cool. Good. This is a fresh take for you. So here is another song by this band called Holy Wave, so like you said, kind of in the in the psychedelic resurgence vein, I guess, if you want to call it that. But here's a song off their 2020 record Interloper. The song is called Schmetterling. and kind of you know reminds me again of, of a lot of the music that was coming out in the 2010s i mean that's you know these guys have been around since 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 just around that time like they started kind of with all the other indie bands that were coming out during the the days of uh myspace and Bandcamp was just taking off and everybody had a music blog including us right so um yeah this is uh like you, like you said, that psych rock, psych indie rock kind of vibe. They had some like you know, it, it's just funny because like this was
1: like I said, twenty twenty, so they're still doing that. It kind of reminds me of the Sound Carriers, and maybe uh, almost that other band dude, you just recently got into them? Yep, uh, Stereo, Stereo Lab. Lab. Yeah, yep.
3: that's like that. Yeah, no, uh, that's probably like the 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 organ sounding type of like synth,
1: right? Like sound, that right? Posh. 60s, yeah. yep. Kind of like yeah, yeah, but minus like the ch- the cheeky f- cuteness. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. The fringe pop kind of stuff. Yep, definitely. Well, that was great, dude. Have you heard their new single?
3: Not yet, but that probably is a sign, dude. That um, that a new album is around the corner, perhaps. For sure. So, be on the lookout for that. All right, q i I feel like we're just we we got a good pace going here.
1: We do blowing through it sometimes these episodes just go on for for what seems like days dude
3: although you know i still got like three tracks left
1: so <laughs> all right man
3: what is your next pick are you gonna keep us in the same vein Are you gonna switch it up i have at least one 360 for us you know
1: okay yeah i've got one of those two uh, okay but um yeah so this is a well not
3: 360 180
1: <laughs> 360 would be right where we, right where we <laughs> left off didn't even catch that dude so, you know how I feel about letting up despite great faults,
3: right? I know that you just won't let up about them. <laughs> so, you have you have loved them for a very very long time. Going very back to, long time. I, I think now is it true to say that you discovered them through new dust our old music blog like did they did they email us was this one of the bands that that sort of like sent us a single or something
1: they may have dude i don't remember for sure i did get a chance to interview one of the members but um anyways yeah i I freaking bring that up like as often as i can i don't know why it makes me (laughs) i feel like i'm I'm cool or something but yeah so what i like about them is their shoe gaze. You know, very heavy with, with the loveless sound as far as, like, the distortion and the and the feedback, you know, and the layers. And they are a proper shoegaze band, but they're like – like, every song is a freaking love song, you know? Like, yeah. just feel good, happy music. And, you know, I was always wondering if I would ever stumble across a band from the, the shoegaze – like, from the birth of shoegaze era, the 90s. That I could point to and say that, you know, these guys could have been an influence on lighting up Spiker Faults. I found that band, dude. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, they're called Rocket Ship. So, now, I don't know if, if these guys actually are an influence on them, but these guys were making that music in the 90s.
3: That type of um, music. Okay. Yeah. That style of Shoegaze or whatever.
1: Right, right, right. So, it's actually just one guy. His name's Dustin Reski. Um. He's just kind of been keeping this thing alive since the 90s. He's had a full band at times, and he's just kind of been going solo, bringing in musicians every now and then, you know, up to, up to today. But let's see, there, I've got, there's an EP here from 93, the little seven inch. So he's been doing this since at least 93. Uh, I stumbled upon an album of theirs from 95 called A Certain Smile, A Certain Sadness. Uh, And then I hopped onto this Rarities album because, you know, I like checking out Rarities, dude. You know, like I like to see stuff that never really made it to a full length, you know, just kind of hard to find stuff. I love when albums, when artists drop this kind of stuff. And according to Bandcamp, it is a, quote, collection of hard to find rocket ship tracks from compilations, Rare 7 Inches, etc. So I don't really know exactly when this song came out, uh, you know, because it's just tacked onto this Rarities record. I couldn't find the song on any of the EPs and singles on Discogs. So my guess is sometime in the 90s, early 90s probably. But this is a song, again, from a group called Rocket Ship. This song is called Your New Boyfriend.
3: I have to talk about this dude because uh, that's the first thing I noticed is that when you uh, I was watching your screen you pulled up the Discogs page for this record the self-titled debut from Letting Up Despite Great Faults also features like a couple oh, yeah. kissing one of them kissing the woman on the cheek like I feel like we may we may have uh, answered our question
1: there because I mean that that can't be a coincidence <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it is, but so that album is the one actually—the the first one I heard of there's from '95, called "A Certain Smile" or "Certain Sadness." And you're right, dude. The only difference being really is that on the "Letting Up Despite Great Great Faults" cover, the guy's wearing a motorcycle helmet <laughs> and holding a balloon. But um, that's true. But now, now I'm starting to look for like a motorcycle helmet
3: on a different record. Now, <laughs> I'm trying to see if they're like you know putting it all together.
1: It is uncanny, dude. How similar they sound. To mm-hmm. letting up. The
3: pose, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm still stuck on the album <laughs> Art. Um, but yeah. No, very similar. And you know, again, kind of like that twee pop. Yeah, I like saying that as often as I can because it's the new the new term we learned a
1: couple months back. I was kind of surprised when I saw that that this was stuff that was coming out in the early '90s. I don't know why. Like, I'm sure this stuff was around. Yeah, back I mean, then, dude,
3: like you are just. You are never, I, I, know, <laughs> I think you just need to embrace the fact dude. that what we heard from like the nineties mainstream stuff was just a, a, just a sliver, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of the kind of music that was coming out. And that's why we're always amazed and, and surprised when we hear a band and like, wow, that came out in the nineties. I think it just tells you how, how influential and how wide ranging the nineties rock sound was. Cause a lot of the bands that we, that we fell in love with in the two thousands and you know, 2010s and stuff were clearly being influenced by these more obscure bands from the 90s, like, like this group, you know, like Rocket Ship.
1: I, I did a little better digging because it didn't take me long to find this track on Discogs. Uh, so the earliest that it shows up on a record is in 94 on a compilation record from Slumberland Records. Guess who else is on here, dude? Stereolab. There you go, man. I was going to say they're they kind of similar. <laughs> they must have been label mates. Yeah. So again, that song was called Your New Boyfriend. And I'm going to pass it back to you, brother. Were you going to 180 this? Not yet. Saving the 180 for the next one.
3: But um, here is a another example of the heavier shoegaze grunge resurgence that's happening right now, which is what we alluded to earlier. Um, and got to give credit. Of course, to the Shoegaze subreddit. This band actually posted a link to their own Bandcamp page or whatever when this album came out because I guess they had been sort of like posting on the Shoegaze subreddit all of the singles that had been dropping, which I think is really cool. This band and this record is definitely on my top uh, of 2022 list so far. These guys blew me away. And I'm saving my favorite song for our best of 2022 episodes at the end of the year because I know they're gonna that it's still gonna be one of my favorite songs, right? But this band is called Menaxi and what I what makes them different and interesting and they kind of remind me in that sense of um, man, what is that band that you you brought up uh, uh God, I can't Alton goon is that how you pronounce yeah, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they remind me of that in the sense that they, uh, what they do is they incorporate. Actually, let me let me read let me read kind of how they how they describe it. This is from their Spotify bio. So here we go. Minaxi are an alternative rock band from Brooklyn, consisting of songwriters Srinik Ganatra and Liam Christian, and drummer Steve Carlin. And their sound combines elements from classical pop and rock music from India and Pakistan with psychedelia, shoegazing, dream pop, noise rock, and electronica. Nice. What I would say, what I hear the most from from a good portion of this record is an obvious Smashing Pumpkins influence, which, you know, that's never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. So here we go. This song, again by the band Menaxi, is called Manchala. Actually got another clip to play after that so we can hear what happens next but what do you think so far q
1: awesome dude And it makes me happy that this is a brand new record you know it's just like what we've been yeah. talking about dude with with all these yeah, it's great man bands just dropping killer rock man it's it's back it is it's back. yeah
3: and we've been concerned dude. live and well i feel like it's been on life support yeah but it's back now dude it is in full swing like and it's it's back in a way that's like a, like, you know, there's new life being, you know, breathed into it, you know, which is great. Yeah, really great. Awesome. All right. Well, like I said, I have another clip to play because, you know, you got to you gotta hear the next part here, Q, because they do something really cool. So here you go. I'm just going to pick it up right where we left off. Uh, again, this song is called Menchala by a band called Menaxi.
1: Yeah, the way that that this music is recorded on this this album, it's got a very like jam session vibe to me. Yeah,
3: totally. Yeah, and that could be the studio, you know, the space that they recorded it in, the way that they
1: produced it. Yeah, I like the way it's done. Like, it sounds like it was recorded live. You know what I mean? Like, they, like not all all bands do that. But yeah, it sounds like they're all playing it, together. Yeah, it very well
3: could have. So here's what the Bandcamp camp page has to say because I think there's a good way to describe it if this is your first introduction to manaxi which it is hopefully for most of you listening a sonic buffet is the simplest way of describing the band's sound operating with the rock motifs of guitars bass drums and voice aided by the auxiliary instrumentation featuring the tabla sitar and electronics the members in manaxi design distinct atmospheres in their compositions as such, the sound encompasses elements from the genres of shoegazing, dream pop, noise rock, Sufi—I might be saying that wrong. What Indian classical music, ambient, and techno music. So, anyway, uh, again, like we were saying earlier, like a lot of these bands that are that are bringing back the grunge sound and stuff like that are are able to mix in and like blend all these other influences and, and sounds into it because you know we're so far removed from the origin of it, you know, that, that it's, you know, it can be interpreted in new ways and like, you know, there's there's new ways to do it, you know what I mean? And that's what I love about this moment that we're in, Q. It's a good time to be a fan
1: of rock music. It's exciting, man. Yeah.
3: All right. Again, that song uh, was called Manchala by Manaxi. That record is called Lazaline. And all right, Q, I'm going to throw it back to you. What do you got?
1: All right, man. This is one of those moments where... It's just like, where has where this artist been all these years? How how have I never heard her stuff?
3: Those are bittersweet
1: moments, Q, because it's just like, man, happy I found it, but... Better late than never, dude, for sure. So her name's Liz Harris, and she releases music under the name Grouper. I thought this was interesting. I'm going to read here. Uh, she grew up in a commune in the Bay Area in Northern California, The commune was called Fourth Way, and the community was known as, quote, the group, and the commune's kids called themselves and their parents groupers. (laughs) So that's where the name comes from, grouper. Interesting, okay. The genres that appear on her Wikipedia page, psychedelic folk, dream pop, ambient, and slowcore. 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 And we describe music with the word haunting a lot. Like, you know what? We overdo it. But her music is just, I mean, it just gets you, dude. It's very... So it is... Haunting is, is the correct word. Oh, to use what you're saying. it's haunting, dude. And beautiful. Just beautiful. I'm all about haunting stuff, dude. Dude, this... Yeah. So um, I checked out a record of hers. So it's actually a double... Album. She released two records back to back in 2011, called AIA, and the first one was called Dream Loss. The second one was called Alien Observer, uh, and it says these two releases spanned the most experimental as well as the most accessible sides of Gruber's music. So this double record, you know, kind of has it all. Like here, here's what I'm all about as you know as a, a singer-songwriter and um i'm going to play one of the tracks from Alien Observer this song is called Come Softly for Daniel D
3: <laughs> <laughs> Consider me haunted.
1: The the way she lets those notes linger, you know, like there's yeah. so much like silence in this song. It's it, in all the right ways. It's so lovely.
3: Well, yeah, I was just thinking, like, you know, I feel like you can't really write and perform like that without having. Had some experiences, you know, in your life maybe like that. These kind of that that kind of emotion and stuff is coming from somewhere, right? Yeah. And so, like, if she's somebody who has lived, you know, a lot of times communes get a bad rap. So I don't know what type of commune or whatever this was, but a very uh,
1: eclectic life, dude. It, you know, it it says as much in her her bio here. Yeah her her parents were very eccentric. They had a unique musical tastes, and you know, yeah, I'm sure a lot of very unique life experiences for her
3: yeah well i mean i feel like that you know having lived that type of experience or whatever is is going to inform everything about your life you know quite a bit about your life and so like you don't get music like this i I don't think unless you have somebody who has lived a life you know seen some things done some unique things right
1: Yep, she's a grouper dude yeah and she's not shying away from it let me just play a little bit of one of her other songs Real quick. Okay. Just the the title track off of that record. So this one's called Alien Observer.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah, that's beautiful, man. I feel like I'm being, you know, cradled in the arms of like an angel or something. <laughs> yeah, dude. A little angel, uh, you know, choir or something like. That. I love the I love the harmonizing that she does with herself. Like
1: it's kind of like one of those round robin things, you know. Yeah, man,
3: works really well and very effective.
1: And everything like her music is just so simple, you know. Like and and the reverb that she puts on, you know, the acoustic guitar or the piano, whatever it is she's playing. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, dude.
3: I think it contributes to the to the vibe that that just one there's one instrument, like guitar with the reverb on it.
1: Most of what I've heard from her is like that. And this came out in two thousand eleven, dude, over ten years ago. How did I not hear it?
3: It's gorgeous, man. That's great. Like so intimate. You yes. Know? That's you just feel like you feel like you're right there with exactly, her.
1: Exactly, man. So again, uh that's Liz Harris. She goes by Grouper. Pass it back to you. We got three more tracks to play what you got is it is it 180 time oh yeah and now after a song like that (laughs) this
3: is the the true definition of a 180 for sure so i'm not gonna give much background on these guys uh really all you need to know is that this is a song from a duo uh it's kind of like a side project of these two artists one is named cmd094 and the other one is panther ray so they have a side project called Kuroi Ame, I think is how you pronounce it. But all you really need to know about this record is that it's an offshoot of like Vaporwave, Synthwave. It's this uh, sub-genre called Dream Punk. Uh, and I've brought a song by Hong Kong Express, I think, in the past who is sort of like the person who, I believe the artist who kind of coined the term Dream Punk. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 like darker uh, vaporwave, and I feel like it has like you know vaporwave sometimes just goes off to the into the realm of like just
1: absurdity, absurdity. right? Yeah, it yeah,
3: is. like saxophone uh, type stuff, and like taking
1: pieces of, of Sade's voice and slowing it down. And, yeah uh, doing weird samples like that yeah
3: elevator music you know right I mean?
1: or mall soft hey remember that
3: yeah
1: right but like you know that
3: smooth jazz kind of samples and stuff anyway dream punk is more uh i think it's more it's a darker kind of synth wave and for that you know i i, I like that a little bit more obviously but um anyway so that's what this is so this song is off of a new record called data garden The song is called "Burning Plastic".
1: I could hang out in that vibe for, for a while, dude. I like that.
3: Q, since you're about to become a um, developer of sorts, cloud engineer, I mean, it's kind of. I guess you'll be doing some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff, dude, that you gravitate toward. At least that That's I. It's gonna get me through the day. I, yeah. This is the kind of stuff I like to listen to. uh If I'm not listening to like a video game soundtrack, sometimes this, you know, if you gotta just put your head down and focus, like sometimes this just hits the right spot. You know what I mean? But anyway, um yeah, I you know, a lot of the dream punk stuff that I've listened to is more atmospheric and like um darker and like more I guess atmospheric is the best way to describe it. So like this this particular song and the rest of this record is more like almost like club dance forward, you know, which makes mm. it kind of cool. Yeah. But anyway, so again, that band or group uh, again it's like two two music producers. Uh it's called Kuroi Ame and that song was called Burning Plastic. All right, Q, what, this is your last track. What do you got for us?
1: All right, man. So this is a song from, I'd say, my favorite animated series of the last, I don't know, decade, maybe longer. Is this like an original track from the soundtrack? No. this the score? This uh, was just playing uh, during the credits of, on one of the episodes. Um, Bojack Horseman.
3: Mm. The theme song to that, show is really cool uh
1: that is um i can't remember his name but that's the that's one of the guys from black the black keys oh really yeah
3: wow okay
1: yep yep so yeah i this is one of those comedies that i just find myself going back to one of those series you have to get through like a good eight or nine episodes to really figure out like what it's all about and where it goes where it goes into anyways it's i i love i love uh the show and this song by v- vetiver i think that's how you say his name oh i know that band we are no uh no strangers to to his stuff it is a band but yeah it's it's uh led by andy kabik and i want to say you brought one of his songs from his album the errant charm on new dust dude yeah it may have been josh i think it was you
3: no i did it i think it was an electric saturday which you know may have been a a weird uh choice for an electronic uh weekly post that I did but Yeah, cuz he's he's definitely
1: more f- folky, but yeah, he does bring in some electronic elements uh to his work. Yeah. Just a solid singer-songwriter. Freak Folk gets attached to uh to his music Andy Folk Jam Band. This album is called Complete Strangers, came out in 2015. And we're going to have to play a good chunk of this song dude because the part of the song that I know from those that credit the credits rolling it's pretty late in the in the game but i just love this song dude and i mean shit we could we could even just listen to the whole song it's a little over three minutes long all right this is the last song on the record it is called last hurrah
2: just the last hurrah Make it linger like a spring Gives winter time to thaw Trouble comes easy I doubt I go tomorrow's do. Pain go easy. I hear your demand. Hope they don't.
3: definitely reminded me of luke temple so he was a singer or the the front man of um that indie group here we go magic and he's he's also done singer songwriting like his own he's released his own solo stuff that that reminded me a lot of of this guy and how he sings and his like vocal styles and stuff yeah very intimate song i mean i love it man if you just you know know a little bit bits and pieces of. Of uh, about what Bo Jack Horseman is, you know, you might not ever think that a song like that would show up on on a, on that show, but that's kind of what you were saying about how that show surprises people, right?
1: Exactly. You gotta you gotta be dedicated to the series and the the characters and everything. Yeah, and the dude. characters. Yeah. So the very last line is is the part that shows up in the credits, and I I love this line, dude. It says, "Silence relieves me; speaks when I can't." Tells me it's getting out of hand. I love that dude. What a great statement. Silence relieves me. Speaks when I can't. Like sometimes, silence speaks volumes. You know.
3: Is that relevant to the scene or the show, the episode that, that it's paired with? Or
1: I cannot, off the top of my head, remember which episode this song. I think, I think it's a, it's definitely a heart. It's a heartfelt moment. Like something sombering happened, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this whole album, this album is not like. It's not all like that. There's a lot of moments on, on this album. Again, it's called Complete Strangers. It kind of reminds me of like the playful side of Paul Simon. I don't know if you ever mm. listened to a lot of his mm-hmm. solo records, but, you know, like very upbeat and, and, you know, fun lyrics, more lighthearted. But yeah, this one, and I guess it's a very fitting title, Last Hurrah, is how the record closes out. And yeah, it's just a gut punch. But yeah, great, great song. And that's how I'm wrapping it up, dude. How, what do you, where are you going to take us from here?
3: Uh, well, I'm going to close this out with uh, yet another example cue of the 90s rock-driven comeback that's happening. Nice. But this band is a little bit more um, – dips their toe a little bit in like 2000s uh, era pop punk. Not really pop punk, but uh, emo uh, a little bit too. So they're, they kind of incorporate some of that, which like we said with our Narrowhead episode, Narrowhead does that as well, right? Um, so this is a band um, – that are relatively new to the scene Uh, and they just put out a sort of like a collection of like, basically it's a LP that is their first EP plus some of their other songs. Like they kind of just released it as a, as a collection of songs, you know?
1: Oh yeah, dude, that's exactly like what lush did. Remember we covered them. Yeah, that's exactly what they did with Gala. That was like America's introduction to Lush. Lush was just a, a compilation record of of all their like early EPs.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't really looked too far into this, but this could be it. Could be that like you know they self released these tracks and then they were signed, and so the record wanted to re release the music right under the label kind of thing. But anyway, this band is called Millie, and I'm going to play their self titled track. So here is a song by a band called Millie called Millie.
1: Awesome, dude. I want to hear more. Check out that record
3: to just kind of get all of the stuff they put out, right, up to this point. And then get excited because, hey, they got even more new material. So it's possible that they're going to have another full length out by the end of the year. At least it seems that way because they're putting out a couple new tracks, you know, in the last couple months. That's how they
1: do it, dude. That's awesome.
3: So... Yeah man, this is this is a good this is the time dude. This is a time to be a fan of rock music dude. Yeah, here we go. They have they have a new record coming out uh at the end of 2022. It's going to be called Eternal Ring. Well, hopefully it's not after we record our best of the year. Well, I mean by that point I bet you they'll have at least a couple more singles out. But yeah, dude, everything about indie rock right now is is pulling from the the 90s you know whether it be shoegaze or grunge or even the aesthetic of the album art a lot of times seems to to kind of point back to 90s graphic design styles
1: yeah i'm i'm picking up on that a lot
3: i miss the aesthetic of the 90s quite a bit i I know that we are the age where nostalgia hits big time for us and like companies know it you know what i mean like everybody's starting to yeah big time right but but like just there was just so much more color and creativity i feel like i agree you you look at you look at all the every single fast food restaurant now looks the exact same it's a gray box with the logo slapped on it you know what i mean like you think about the way that uh taco bell looked back in the day wendy's even wendy's dude they all had character you know and just beyond just fast food restaurants dude the 90s aesthetic just had something to it man we talked about this probably in our Nickelodeon episode well it wasn't a Nickelodeon episode but we talked a lot about Nickelodeon this our Pete and Pete yeah our Pete and Pete Polaris episode
1: how just like dude that was a, it was that was a time to be alive dude and we were kids you know so so we we look back fondly on it and we were blissfully unaware of, of the state of the world and other things you know didn't matter to us back then
3: well oh, it was a pre pre- 911 world man yeah that had a lot to do with it
1: yeah anyway like we said
3: it's a great time to be a fan of rock music right now because if you're if you're if you've been missing that like we said guitar driven rock sound that kind of died in the 90s it's back it's like there it's it's back in full swing and there are plenty of bands coming down the pike that serve it up nice you know nice and steaming hot for you Oh yeah dude yeah um,
1: platter I was a big fan of that man I'm going to jump jump into that collection of songs for sure
3: Yeah it's a good it's a great record um and some of it is a little bit more on the nose with like the, the, the grunge alt rock sound, and some of it is a little bit more to kind of put their own stamp on it. So, all right. Well, good episode.
1: Solid collection of tracks. And we spoke too soon, man. This is, I mean, I don't know how, how much I'm going to be able to cut cut it down, but we're sitting at an hour and a half here, dude.
3: Yeah, dude. That's what happens when we're like, hey, you know what? I got two clips for this yeah. song. Let me play two songs. Yeah, yeah. It happens. But you know what? You got to let the music tell its story, Kim. Oh, I like that. See what I did? Oh, yeah. But yeah, that grouper track, I'm dude, still give it. By it yeah,
1: dude. give her a go, man. All of her stuff is like that. Just really, really hits you.
3: Uh, that's one of those artists where like a good set of headphones.
1: Yes. And a good volume. Yes. You know,
3: she's right there with you. Exactly. Just singing you, singing sweet words into your eardrums or whatever.
1: Uh, who are we covering next week, dude?
3: Ah. Uh, well, I, I don't know if you kept the part in where we talked about one group that we're actually not going to cover anymore.
1: I did. I did keep that in.
3: Okay. Slow Crush. Well, hopefully people out there, you know, weren't just like excited about us talking about Slow Crush because I decided to pivot. <laughs> Sorry, Slow Crush. Um, but I think I think we need to do a, a, an episode
1: on Pinsy Slow or Slowy. I need to figure out how to pronounce it before our episode. Well, I'm excited, dude, to dive into that. So... That was uh, an artist we covered on our um, was it Doomgaze? Yep,
3: on, on our Doomgaze Doom episode. episode. Yeah,
1: yeah, dude, I loved everything from from that group. And I
3: played a a new track from theirs on our last what you heard because uh, so they're getting ready to put out another record, a new record as well. So um, yeah, but what we're going to talk about is their 2019 record, "Don't Believe Watch Out." and they i think were my favorite uh of the of the artists that we talked about on the doom gaze episode uh, these these guys are my favorite for sure uh there's something about her voice and the mood that this that this record has um and yeah it's a good example i think of you know with doom gaze it seems like a band can either go more toward the doom metal or more toward the shoegaze and they're more toward the shoegaze dream pop, but because they're sort of a doom gaze band, there's that darker piece to their music and that slower kind of pace that like is like doom gaze is kind of characterized by. That makes it really like compelling and stuff. So anyway, I'm excited. So that'll be next week, Pincy Slow, and from there I don't know, dude. We'll have to
1: figure that out. Yeah, see what strikes our fancy a week from now, two weeks from now. Well, what do we got for our outro here, dude? Oh, so, uh, yeah, I actually just figured out what we're going to do here for the outro, but uh, I'll tee that up in a little bit here. Uh we'll wrap it up and uh, just remind you, as always, that you can find us on Instagram, follow us at NoFillerPodcast, reach out to us there, uh, send us a message, let us know what you've been heardin'. We like to play songs for our outros on these What You Heard episodes uh, suggestions from listeners, if we can, but we don't have any, nothing new to play. Uh, so, if you want to, uh, you know, be a part of the uh, the show, reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know what you've been hurting, and we'll give you a shout out on the show. You can also find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network, the podcast network for music lovers. That is our home. That is our family. They're also on Instagram at Pantheon Podcasts. And uh, yeah, that's it. So what we're gonna do, Trav? I was just reading up on uh, a little bio on Rocketship, and it says here after being inspired by a spin of Felt's organ-heavy song for William S. Harvey, Dustin Reske formed Rocketship in Sacramento, California. Blah blah blah. Felt. Have you ever heard of this band, Trav? Sfelt. Felt as in F E L T. No, I don't think so mean either dude but uh apparently this organ-heavy song from felt is what inspired Resky to form the group rocket ship so we're gonna go blind here never heard this song it is from a felt album called the 17th century from 1986 and uh yeah that's gonna do it for us today the song again is called song for william s harvey And until next time, thank you as always for listening. My name is Quentin.
3: My name is Travis.
1: Y'all take care.